So now, like, I really like to go on the podcast and to share this stuff because I felt like a lot of this stuff should be common knowledge. Like, you shouldn't have to, people should just know this stuff, but a lot of times people just aren't taught it, right? It's not like this basic idea of knowledge, right? Yeah, so the three people like people will ask me like, what was the number one thing you learned from that experience, right? And so I have got three things that I tell people. And the first one is your market. It's just really okay. understanding your market. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week. I certainly know that I have because it's been a crazy one, but in a good way. So I hope all of the good vibes are flowing to you guys because uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you deserve it for real. So before I introduce my next guest, I wanted to go over a few housekeeping items, mainly that my sales mastermind group has officially begun. So if you're interested in joining the group, if you're a small business owner who wants to get better at the sales conversation and not have to rely on luck or anybody else, this is a group for you. Uh, it's been proven, it's been tested. If you join, it works. So if that's something that you're interested in, go to empatheticselling.com and sign up. In fact, if you use code sales training, that's code sales training, you can save 20% off for the annual membership. So go check that out, empatheticselling.com. Now, with all that being said, Jeremy Nicolades is my guest for today. He is a multi-award winning film industry veteran known for successfully collaborating with filmmakers, producers, and studios on films like Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, Avengers Endgame, and Blade Runner 2049. Uh, over the past 20 years, Jeremy has been a key creative and successful business executive from chief creative officer, global creative director, all of those things. He's worked in Hollywood, been an executive producer on top films. You know the deal. But the biggest point of this podcast was he proved that all businesses show business and that what then that the secrets of Hollywood apply to our businesses. It was absolutely a wonderful conversation. Um, you can join his mastermind as well. All of that will be in the episode. You can listen to all that. And he gives some great ideas for you to grow your brand. So if that's something you're interested in, please, please check that out. But without further ado, Jeremy Nicolades, and thank you so much for listening. Remember, share this with your friends. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Oh, all right. We're ready. Thanks for joining me, Jeremy. This is exciting, by the way. This is a pretty exciting interview. Is it? Is it? Cool. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm excited. I'm excited, but you know. Well, yeah, I appreciate you being here because I'm I'm excited for you to introduce yourself um, and what you do because you're part of the 3D team that that's worked on a lot of high profile movies, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of so, lots of blockbusters. Yeah. Tell <laughs> yeah. Tell us your background. Tell us like what what you're doing. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I have a, I, you know, like you've said, I have a massive background in 3D films, right? In 3D films, we put on the glasses and stuff to come, you know, coming at you, going into the screen, all that. And, you know, I kind of stumbled upon it. This was, you know, for me, I started this back in 2002, right? So a long time ago. And at yeah. that point, you know, I was just like doing um, ride films. So for the theme parks, <laughs> right? Okay. And then also, um, uh, IMAX films, right? So anything like you go to a museum, right? There's like a lot of times there's an IMAX theater there and there's 3D documentaries, like 40 minute movies, right? And so yeah. that was the bread and butter um, early 2000s. And then, you know, this little movie comes along with like these blue aliens. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Avatar. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but wow, I, I didn't man. work on Avatar, but um, <laughs> Avatar changed the landscape for me and really changed things quite a bit. And it's because um, James Cameron, also I believe Jeff Jeffrey Katzenberg over at DreamWorks and a team of people helped get digital projectors out into the world, right? And so before that point, a lot of theaters were still using film, right? And they were projecting and they had film projectors. And this is why back in like the 80s and uh, the 50s, these other times when 3D movies came out, 
they were hard to watch. They're painful. They hurt is because their cameras didn't sync up well. The display wasn't well and, and it hurts your brain. Right. And so because they did that, now you can, with these digital projectors, the, the technology was there to produce quality 3d films that don't produce a pain. Right. Wow. I, I know that if anybody tells me that 3D <laughs> movies hurt their brain, I know that they actually have an, an eye problem and need to go to the optometrist because it's not the technology. But I mean, listen, it's absolutely possible to have a bad product, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chances are like it's time to go to the eye doctor because like there's something <laughs> happening with your eyes there. And I don't know, like it's true because right. the way the 3D works is it's sending two different images to your brain. Like when you look on screen and you see, you see a doubled image, what those yeah. glasses are doing is they're sending an image to your right eye and an image to your left eye. And then your brain puts it together. And then there's this illusion of it having oh. spatial depth, right? Yeah. And so like literally, like there's something going on with their eyes. Like one <laughs> eye is weaker than the other or something's happening, right? Interesting. Um, That's yeah. interesting though. I know what you're saying because they made these 3D, these glasses where you could walk around at Christmas time. And like the the uh, Christmas lights would be 3D or whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, shape yeah. or whatever. And yeah. yeah, my daughter has some eye problems and she like mm -hmm. couldn't wear them. So it's a good yeah, point. She's like, this is not comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because it's like it's all happening in the in the brain and through your eyeballs. Um, uh, but anyways, okay. you know, yeah, okay. side story <laughs> off off there. Avatar comes out and, you know, my my value and the interest in what I do explodes almost overnight, right? Because now every studio, everybody wants to make 3D movies because Avatar was a hit. Um, yeah. And they want, they want to get on this on the, in the same game. And so I started consulting a lot and, you know, working with people um, with different studios and movies and helping them get their 3D product on. And one particular consulting job landed me um, a position at this global company as global creative director, right? And we built this company from 50 people in LA to 3,500 people worldwide um, in like 18 months. It was wow. bananas, right? And we built oh, up, yeah. it was LA, Vancouver, uh, London, and Mumbai. And <laughs> it like just became really, it was like a dream job, right? I was doing all this yeah. cool stuff, right? Like the, the quote unquote <laughs> dream job, flying around the world first class, being paid well, hanging out with George Lucas and Christopher Nolan and going to the set of Harry Potter, like, well, really cool stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's kind of where the 3d stuff exploded and, and went, you know, and I still, I still do a lot of 3d. I did last yeah. year. I did Dune. Um, I produced Dune and Godzilla vs Kong. And oh, I wow. consult for um, Paramount animation. So last year we, a movie called rumble came out and I'm working with them on another film and, yeah. So it's still ongoing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So uh, this is, this is what got me like, I haven't gone to see a 3d movie in a while. Are they like in select theaters or something? Or is no, it like, yeah. Or, or is it like, cause you said like put on the glasses. Right. So I'm like, but I remember seeing like some of those, some of those effects, like in the Avengers, like what was mm -hmm. that? One of the last Avengers movies where like, I, you know, Thanos, like, there was like rocks flying and we didn't have the glasses on, but we got like, there was still some kind of like effect where it almost looked like it should have been 3d. Yeah. Well, you, here's the trick. Here's a, so there's a couple of them. I'll get, there's a couple of answers in there, right? The first thing <laughs> okay. is what determines a good 3d movie is a good 2d movie. Right. Okay. And so if you have a really quality 2d movie that has these these moments in the 2D film, they're all 3D is only going to enhance it, right? So if you have a right. very a film that has this depth that it feels like the debris is coming at you and like you're immersed and you're in the screen and it's going to yeah. be that much better in 3D. If it's really flat and stale and empty, it's going to be even more flat, stale, and empty in 3D, right? And but that's a storytelling yeah. tool. You can use that. There's times when a filmmaker wants you to feel claustrophobic, and there's times where they want you to feel alone. Right. Um, yeah. But going back to the original question, North America is not a big fan of 3D. Right. And so okay. <laughs> they don't push it real hard in North America. It, it's um, it almost became cool to not like it. Right. Oh, not, 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 <laughs> movie, right. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? This is amazing. Yeah, no, I I love this is so much fun. Right. I just love yeah. it. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's some movies that they only come out in Asia, only come out in China. They're made for South America. Like there's basically you start talking about territories, which then also will dictate like how much money they have to invest in the 3D deliverable, right? The 3D okay. product that goes out. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're almost all, you know, big blockbusters are in 3D, especially all the action films, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. No, because I remember seeing that and I remember thinking in the Avengers, I'd be like, this would be cool with some 3D glasses. Yeah, like that would every be Marvel cool. film is in 3D, right? Every okay. Marvel film. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. you just have to find the right, like, theater that has it in 3D. You got to buy the right ticket. The glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you got to buy the right, <laughs> buy the right <laughs> ticket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you so know, awesome. it's the reason why some of these movies make so much money, right? Especially the Marvel yeah. films that sell out so hard. People... I believe that some of these billion dollar movies that have made a billion dollars in the box office, I know they wouldn't have made a billion dollars if they didn't have 3D because 3D costs more. And then once end up happening, especially in North America, like I talked about, it's not, you know, not as many people want to see 3D in North America. And so, but all the 2D screens will sell out. So then the 3D screens also have to sell out. Right. And so then people are paying more money to see it in 3D. Right. 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 No, that's that's super interesting. So that's what you've been doing for quite a while now, right? Like as a 3D executive producer for 3D, right? You've been doing that for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. But we talked about uh, before the call, you branching out um, into a topic that I think is great. And I've had somebody on the show before. I talked to um, an entrepreneur named Annie Schiffman, and she talked about this same kind of idea. And uh, really brought to light a new idea for me when you talk about all business is show business and showing up like it's opening night, like, you know, mm-hmm. it was like box office night, right? So talk to me and you've kind of branched out into teaching entrepreneurs this kind of principle. So why don't you dive a little more into that and what that means and how we can, mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, treat our business like show business? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so it, it it was kind of like this this epiphany towards the back half of last year. Right. And I have done, I'm a big fan uh, of going on podcasts and shows and talking to people. Right. When I was um, global creative director and we did this big expansion, it got to this point where I was slowing down a little bit. And um, I, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by damage plan insurance. Damage plan insurance is your local insurance company that will always make sure of two things that you have the correct coverage and that you're paying the least amount possible for those coverages. Zach is a really good friend of mine. In fact, he's been on the podcast before I use all of my insurance through him and he's done a wonderful job. So give Zach and his team a call today. 385-243-2900. Again, that's 385-243-2900. Or you can find him on all social media under damage plan insurance Make sure that you're paying the least amount possible for the most coverage, but give damage plan a shot and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. I wasn't feeling the fulfillment there. Like something was missing, right? Like I had, um, you know, something was off. And so I actually left and bought a business, right? And I kind of walked away from this dream job and bought a print and marketing business. And wow. I had no idea what I didn't know, right? Like it was, it was, <laughs> I was full of confidence, right? Yeah. I was full of confidence. We built from 50 people in LA, 3,500 people worldwide. I could turn around this, this print and marketing business. It was in the neighborhood. I wasn't going to have to be on a long commute. I wasn't going to have to fly around the world all the time. And uh, <laughs> so I did that, but it was, it was a challenge, right? There's a whole long story that I won't get into, but, but essentially um, yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know a year into it. And the credit cards are full. The savings are gone. Um, I don't know how we're going to pay rent. I borrowed money from the family, borrowed money from the bank. Like it was really painful and it was listening to podcasts and then getting some coaching, going to masterminds and that whole thing that really helped me truncate time. Right. Because it was all about like this trial and error. Like I would hit these like trial and error loops and cycles that would just take up all my time and my money. And it was really painful. Right. And so I got out of that. So now like I really like to go on the podcast and to share this stuff because I felt like a lot of this stuff should be common knowledge. Like you shouldn't have to, people should just know this stuff, but a lot of times people just aren't taught it. Right. It's not like this basic idea of knowledge. Right. And so, so, you know, I was doing a lot of podcasts last year and then it was like, you know what, this is kind of like movie marketing, right? Like we can, (laughs) we can model this, this when, 
you know, when a movie comes out, right, we start to see, um, of course, there's like a teaser clip, a little video comes out. And then you've got the trailer that comes out, the long commercial of the movie. And then, um, right, there's billboards and and things like that. But right before the movie comes out, right, like those week, the two weeks right before when like the real marketing, it's just like really humming. What do you start to see? You start to see the talent showing up on late night shows, right? And on the morning shows and the daytime shows, right? They're doing interviews. They're making appearances. They go on press junkets, right? They end up in magazine interview articles and newspapers, <laughs> right? And then it's like, oh yeah, of course, this is like podcasts and YouTube channels and blogs and social media posts, right? And so yeah. media has been decentralized in a way that there's media platforms everywhere, right? I don't have to go on Jimmy Fallon right? on your show, right? I'm here right yeah. now. I'm talking to you, right? And, <laughs> Heck yeah, and what, thank you. Right, exactly, right? You're Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, man, come on. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so awesome. But yes, but I understand. A, yeah. Right. And so it's in, you know, cause when we're in our, when in, we're in business, it's, you know, we need, we need an audience. We need a following. We got to create a list. We have to, everybody's about have a podcast, like make sure you're on social media, go live, build your audience, all this, all that. But we don't have that in the beginning. Right. And we don't always yeah. have that. And sometimes we don't have the interest to even to want to do that. Right. Right. And right. so then what do we do? And then maybe we don't have a lot of money to like just spend on market on advertising, right. And Facebook ads and YouTube ads and all this stuff. We might be short on money, especially in the beginning. Right. And so yeah, what can yeah, we yeah, do? Yeah. We can go onto other people's flat platforms, just like the movies. Right. And we can talk right. about, we can tell our stories and we then become, we're now, you know, searchable on the internet because if you put in my name, it's I've been on all these podcasts, right. We're findable. People <laughs> yeah. can find us because of this, but That's- more importantly, yeah. Right. More importantly, when we're talking, we become relatable. People get to know us, right? And then people like people can connect with us, and then we can take those pieces and these clips, and we can chop them up, and that can be our social media content, right? We can put like little quote yeah. cards and audio clips and video clips, and we can do these things. So when people look us up, we are now somebody in our industry who is um, who's out there talking and providing value and we become valuable in our in in our own industries right it's kind of a lot in there but that's the idea (laughs) no but i like what you're saying because that that was kind of the thesis for my podcast and why i think we uh had a lot of fun in in our pre-call talking about um what people can do to kind of elevate their brands and things like that and then personally you know as you were talking it reminded me of just owning like your name on google right Mm -hmm. um and and you mentioned like going on a lot of podcasts can do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Cause sometimes I Google my name and I also share a name with a really famous like uh college wrestler. Um, okay. and so it's funny, me and him are battling and I think he knows I'm coming for him. I'm trying to come for him too. Cause he keeps like putting some new stuff out and I'm like, Damn careful. He's going to challenge you to the mat. He's like, come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's, but it's, but it's fun. And, and so uh, I like that idea though of you painting the picture of this is like your own kind of like a uh, media tour or something and, yeah. and always booking out and, and going on these things. So that's, that's ultimately like what your mastermind and what, and what your, your course now is about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I started a, a master class for this. Like yeah, I said, yeah. I, it kind of dawned on me uh, late last year and um, I did some test runs in early December and then I was like, wait a minute, I got this, I got this, this, I can see it. It's like a masterclass. It's like three hours. And so in between Christmas and New Year's, I'm like, I got to test this. I got to try this. I want to go into next year if this is working and really get this out there. And yeah. so, you know, I, I reached out to people in like some different groups that I'm in. I'm like, hey, come check this out. I want to do this. Tell me what you think. I'm going to give you all this value. You don't have to pay me. Like, I just is, <laughs> this is my beta group, right? Yeah. And and the response was was really good. And so now... You know, I'm trying to do it on a regular cadence, at least once a month, uh, maybe twice a month. Uh, like the next one is February 17th. And just this opportunity for people to learn this strategy and to implement it. Right. I like the idea of a masterclass because people are actually going to do something. This isn't just, hey, here's some knowledge and <laughs> like maybe you'll use it. Right. Like I really want people to to take this opportunity and run with it and be successful, you know. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, and more the more that people can like start building traction, I think this is a great tool 
for like when you start out in a small business um, and you're kind of, you've kind of got to rely on like these guerrilla forms of marketing, right? Like mm. this guerrilla marketing where it's like, yeah. look, I, I can't really pay for like Google and all these things, but I can, you know, cause I, I think this is funny. Um, I think that a lot of people, especially when you're starting out, like starting your own business, they get really like, you know, they, they get in their head about like, I don't have time or like all these things. Mm. And I learned as a salesperson that you do have a lot of time. You just spend it doing things that, you know, you, you try to be busy and, and you think mm-hmm. that busy means productive, right? People think that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think this is fun because you can go on a lot of, po- I mean, like, what are you doing during the day? Like, I mean, right now, you know, we have time um, to, to spend. And it doesn't take that much time. Yeah. Right, I mean, right, right, it's right, a right. lunch break. It's an errand. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, and it and doesn't take a lot, your, right? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you did it twice a month, right? Once every other week on average, right? That's two hours a month. You're getting your name out there. You're creating content for your social media. So when people look you up, they see that you're a spokesperson and you're out there, like your value increases. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is part, you know, your value increases, but also like your, your bandwidth and your experience because people start to well, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking just now, you know, as you listen to podcasts, as you go on different podcasts, everybody does it a little different. And what I love about mm-hmm. podcasting for me is like, I don't make a lot of money from my podcast directly, but mm-hmm. what I do, what I do experience is a ton of networking. And if you mm-hmm. do this right, that's what podcasting and a lot of this is, is like learning, networking, getting your name out there finding opportunities that wouldn't have come about if you didn't jump on a podcast, right. Or, yeah, or a YouTube channel or a blog or yeah. Cause you can like guest blog. There's a lot of ways, right? So what are some of the ways that you talk about or like, do you focus on a main one? Um, in terms of topic or strategy going in would it? Work? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's stra- strategy first, but then I'm curious about the topics. Yeah. Yeah. So strategy um, it's getting on in, in something you kind of touched on also. It's like, you're, you're doing your reps in terms of getting out there and speaking, right? So you're honing <laughs> in your message. And yeah. you know, we, especially when we're starting out, we've got these big ideas and we think it's going to be so great, but we don't actually know until we put it out there. Right. Oh, we don't right, know. right. And so you get that feedback, right? You get it from the host, you get it from questions. Um, but what I like, cause is, is the partnership aspect of it, right? So the networking and, meeting with the host because we have right. you know there's similar things that we do in our businesses right and so you and i might be talking afterwards and say hey we can partner up and do this or we can do this or i know somebody that you should talk to because of what you're doing in this and that yeah instant bond and connection happens so quick to somebody like yourself who's talking to people all the time <laughs> right yeah and then if right. i'm doing it i'm talking to people all the time and so the networking yeah. is awesome, but I love the Like when you talk about strategy for me, it's partnerships. I want to, I want to, here's a good example I use uh, lately. And I think it's because the Super Bowl is coming up, right? we got the Super Bowl coming up. <laughs> it's here in LA and um, it's in the SoFi stadium. And, and I try to get people to understand it like this. Imagine yeah. if you can fill SoFi stadium with 70,000 of your ideal customers and at mm. halftime, Instead of Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Eminem, and these guys coming on stage, it was you. And you were able to speak to the audience and connect with them and tell your story and, and yeah. offer your product or service, right? And, yeah. you know, there's like two, two responses I'll get. It'll be, um, that sounds amazing. I wish I could do that, but I, I don't have that many millions to be able to talk to that, that people. Like, they're going <laughs> to want me to pay them a lot of money. Or the other people are just like, are you kidding me? I will never speak in front of that many people. Like I don't, I'll be shaken in my boots. Right. Uh, (laughs) Right, But really it's, it's the same idea, right? How many podcasts do I need to go on or, or YouTube shows or any of this to speak in front of 70,000 of my ideal customers? That's only 10 shows with 77,000 people, right? 10 shows with 7,000 people. You could do that in a month. Yeah. You could do that in a month. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't cost you anything. You can speak for free. The show wants value, right? Right. The show wants to provide value to the listeners. That's number one, right? And that's the that's the big part. And then number right, number two, you can say, Hey, Mr. SoFi Stadium or Mrs. SoFi <laughs> Stadium, 
if you let me speak in front of your customers, I'll give you 50% of any money I make. I'll give you yeah. 25%. You just make a deal, right? Like if it's that type <laughs> of show, right? I know people that charge, you know, $10,000 to be on their YouTube show, right? They Whoa. Just it. Yeah. But if oh, you have damn. a good product, if you have something that's selling, they'll take yeah. an affiliate deal instead because they'll make way more than $10,000. Yeah, that's true, huh? Right? So yeah, I think I, I think <laughs> partnerships are key. I think, yeah. Well, and you talk about like, I like that you mentioned just getting like really creative with the ways that you approach your business. I mean, that's ultimately like what I'm, what I like and what I like talking about is finding the the ways, because a lot of us who start out, you know, and it's funny, like whether you buy a new business or you're starting a new business, like a lot of us can't drop whatever 20 or 30 grand on advertising or whatever some of these big companies like that's their that's their marketing budget like a month mm -hmm. right like yeah, 30, yeah. 20 30 grand yeah. you know what i'm saying and so for yeah. for small business owners it's not about money now you know and i was just thinking about this like say you'd spend 30 grand to do marketing but you won't spend like three or four hours a week going on podcasts or, or going on blogs <laughs> right that's right a good point man it's hard yeah. to argue with that dude <laughs> You know, not that advertising doesn't work, but you also have to sure. go through the learning curve, right? You may have 30 yeah. grand. It might take you 25 just to find a message that works. That's true, you know? isn't it? Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of A-B testing I've, that goes into marketing. Yeah. I've dumped a bunch of money into the Facebook advertising hole not to see anything come out the other side. Really? You know? Holy cow. Yeah. It, well, it's, yeah, Facebook's funky like that. I, I think that social media, kind of that marketing strategy, I think some of it works. But I, I'll tell you, like, I can't remember. I mean, I probably it probably happened like three or four times in my whole time on Facebook where I saw a Facebook ad and bought something from a Facebook mm, ad. Mm -hmm. Or I'm yeah. like, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's similar for everybody, but I don't I don't see an ad and immediately click on it and buy it. I just I right. don't. I just yeah. kinda and especially if it's on my freaking Facebook videos, man. If you interrupt my Facebook <laughs> video with an ad, I get bit. I'm mad. That makes me mad. That's why I, that that's why I subscribe to YouTube Premium. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 11, yeah. It's $11 a month. That's the best $11 you can spend. You get that time back, right? Yeah. You get the time of having to wait until you can skip the ad, right? So for $11, how much time are you getting back? Not just sitting right. staring at some ad. But you know what's funny? Going. But you know what's funny? I love that we're talking about this because you know what's great about this, to your point, is like I'll pay for YouTube Premium, um, but I will go listen to a podcast. I'll make sure that I listen to the podcast the whole time, right? I'll skip, I'll skip through a thirty-second ad, but I'll watch a two-hour podcast with somebody mm -hmm. who I think is interesting on a show yeah. that I love, you know. Yeah. And that to me builds more credibility than a than a thirty or ninety-second ad on YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ads are hard, man. You got to be, you have yeah. to be, like it's it, the balance of being. You know, because you got to hook them in and you got to be catchy. But then are you going to be gimmicky or salesy? And like, how do you connect? And I think people are already, it's an ad. So their defenses are up. Oh, you want to sell me sure. something. Right? Yeah. Sure. Something. Yeah. When this other way, we're just, you know, you start partnering with people and figuring it out. And um, I mean, look at, look at Apple, right? When did yeah. like Apple yeah. really changed with the app store, right? And what is yeah. that? The app store is partnering with people who don't work for Apple. You can sell your product in their store and get the the majority of the money. Yeah. That's amazing. The same thing yeah, with Amazon. True. Yeah, that's right? true, huh? You yeah. can sell your stuff here in my store, one of the largest search engines on the planet, and you can put your stuff in it and make yeah. money. You know? Well, and what's cool about that is, yeah, I mean, you talk about like Amazon and uh, Apple, I know that Apple just went through some kind of stuff, but you're right though. I really, I really, it, it's a good point because anybody else would want like maybe even like a majority stake. Like you look at like Shark Tank, right? Like that, that mm -hmm. show, you partner up with the right shark because the, of the opportunities most of the time, like most of the time it's yeah. not about the deal. It's about who you're partnering up with and they're going to take a part of your business. And so I like how you put that. Like you can go out on these shows and not give up equity in a company that you bought or created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a great yeah. point. So, so how did this all click for you? Like tell, tell us your journey and how all of this started to click for you. I know you mentioned earlier that 
it was part of you buying a business. Is that where this started or, or did it start before that? You know, I've always kind of just had this, this entrepreneurial itch inside and always want to like create something and do something. And so, yeah, buying the business was part of that. That struggle was so real, was so real. And when I came out of it, and like I said, there were so many things I felt I should have known. Right. And I was like, I could, I could help. Like what, like, like, what do you mean? Like, what, what, what do you think was some, what are, what do you think like some of the most important things you didn't know, but you thought, wow, I should have known that. Yeah. So the three people, like people will ask me like, what was the number one thing you learned from that experience? Right. And so (laughs) I have got three things that I tell people. And the first one is your market. It's just really understanding your market. And to the point where you you're fully clear that nothing is about you, right? Right. And it's all in service of your market, all in service of the customer within that market. And if you don't understand who you're selling to and how everybody else is selling to them, like how it takes place in that market, right? Like we talk about, you know, how you can model your competitors, right? And how you can see, you know, I don't have to spend $30,000 to figure out my marketing strategy because I can go to my competitor who's already done that and I can look to see how they are talking to the customers. What emotions are they tugging on to sell a similar product, right? There's so many things that you can get out of it. And so when I bought that business, I was buying a print and marketing business. I was full blown film industry for two decades. You know, it was like, I had no idea what I was getting into. So that was a a big mistake I made. And once I understood that things started to change. Um, And then it was, it's modeling success is the same is the next one. I kept trying to figure everything out on my own. Right. I kept thinking, I got to do this. I got to figure out. And like, I'm reinventing the wheel when in all actuality, it's all been done before, right? Like the foundation (laughs) of everything, right. It's all the same. The foundation to, to selling solar panels and the foundation to selling movies. I bet we go all the way down to the bottom and it's going to be the same. Right. (laughs) And then, right. And then another one that, you know, we hear a lot, but it's so true is just taking imperfect action right? You got to, you got to move and go and you can't sit there and overthink and overdesign and spend all your time trying to come up with this perfect plan. Because like we said earlier, until you get out into the public and start bouncing it off people, you actually don't know if it's going to work or not. And it's going to change no matter what. Right. And so all good feedback, right. And like you go out there and that's when the real education starts, right. When you're doing it. Right. And the refining yeah. and figuring it out. And so coming out of that business, there's like, I got to share. Well, one, I got to make, I got, I got to uh, pay back all the money I borrowed and dig myself out of this hole. So, right. you know, it was like multiple streams of revenue was something I focus on is making sure not all my eggs aren't in one basket. Um, and, you know, trying to figure out this life of freedom. Like, how do I have freedom and success? That's another big one for me. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't give up you know, the 40 hour week work week. I wasn't really, you know, I was working way more than 40 hours, but the idea of the 40 hour work week for like the hundred hour work week, working for myself and not having any time. Right. Which is a lot of, a lot of, a lot what we do. And you, you said this earlier, and I'm just going to say it a different way is when we get into our businesses as entrepreneurs and business owners, we give ourselves jobs, right? We give ourselves a job because that's what we're used to. Right. But now we're just doing busy work and we're just, like if we're feeling busy, we're feeling successful, which is <laughs> baloney, right? Like we need to be focusing yeah. on revenue and the best path to revenue is focusing on your customer, right? And having a customer centric yeah. business and providing value, right? And we focus on value, focus on the value we're putting out there and then the revenue will come. Yeah. There's so many things I, like- I got on just like flowing <laughs> here, you know? No, that's great. I mean, I mean, this your it's you, it's all you right now, man. But I really, I really like that. Um, you know, the third thing that you mentioned. Well, uh, it's so it's so crazy. I'm on this rabbit hole of like one of the things I want to explore this year is is acquisition entrepreneurship, which is just buying small businesses and and kind of using that as an investment vehicle. And you know what you mentioned, like marketing is the big one. Like that's always the big one. Is like you're fighting obscurity. How do I get out of obscurity? And then Mm -hmm. the last one that you mentioned though, is one that's near and dear because this kind of the point of this podcast is done is better than perfect, Uh, which is what, I mean, essentially what you said, right. Which is like, dude, just like, stop 
you know, get out of analysis paralysis, Mm -hmm. stop fearing failure, stop all of this stuff, because eventually like a, you're going to have to change it either way. I heard a, I heard a quote that was like, um, if your product is perfect, you launch too late. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, just iterate through it and, and get it done and stop. You know what I mean? Like, what if somebody yeah. doesn't like it? Well, like if you're worried about that, then, uh, you know, what are you what? doing in general? Somebody's <laughs> not going to like it. Like, I promise you, somebody's <laughs> not going to like it. There's there like this world has no shortage of people not liking things. They're not going <laughs> to like it, you know, but that's okay. Oh yeah. But that yeah. is okay. Right. Yeah. There's enough of us. There's enough to go around. There's enough for all of us to have enough. There'll be more than enough left over. Like it's fine. And you know, that's also part of it is yeah. weeding it out. The ones that you want to, you want to know who isn't a good fit for you as well. Right. And so yeah. if they don't like you, you probably, it's not going to be a good relationship anyway. So just be thankful yeah. that you figured it out or they figured it out for you and moved on. Uh, right. And, and, and that's good all point. good, but you have to start, you have to go and you have to take action. You know, the master, this mastermind, like from idea to actually putting it on and hosting the first, I'm um, not mastermind masterclass. It yeah. was, um, it was probably two weeks. You know, I just threw together a page, started talking to people and said, hey, I'm doing this thing. Check it out. Um, you know, I mean, when I talk about a landing page, it was like a headline, um, <laughs> like a sub headline, three sentences, some bullet points and a button. It didn't even have a video. It's just, um, yeah, I think I made a picture real quick of just like made a poster and stuck it into a computer monitor <laughs> and put that on there real quick. And that was Why it. not though. That's and great. Just, yeah. And it was me talking to people, selling it and saying, hey, I'm doing this. Come on. And uh, you could do things like also if you're worried about it, because, you know, of of course, we're going to worry because we care. Right. But when you put out your product or service, you can do it for not for free the first time, but do it for feedback. Right. Just get out there and do for feedback. And it takes some of the pressure off. Right. I think it's important at every stage. But in the beginning, more importantly, to, to disconnect yourself from the sale and disconnect yourself from the money. And just focus sure. on delivering value. And if you say, hey, and this is what right. I did. Hey, I want to do this masterclass. Before I put it out to the world, I want to, I want to share it with you. And all I'm asking in return is that for you to give me feedback. So either if it's a critique for to make it better, tell me. And then if it's great, I want a testimonial. Because you know, right. testimonials will sell that stuff better than you, right? And oh, then you yeah, just start yeah. start building the testimonials. Give discounts for testimonials. Like testimonials are the key. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I love... I love that. I, this, I'm just, my mind is expanding because it's, it's so true. Like when I was starting my, um, yeah, just my sales training and things like that. Like at the beginning, it was like very discounted or free. And I went back to all of those people and did that. Right. I was like, so what did you like? What did you not like? All you have to do if I do this for you is take this survey. And it, mm-hmm. and it was that, right. It was feedback because you're right. Social proof sells better. Like that's what you need in the beginning. You need people yeah. to like, you need testimonials, you need people who enjoy it. You need to find people who are going to like in your target market who can speak to these things and, and uncover some objections and things like that. Um, because it's true, but back to your point, what, what can you do a lot of market to do a lot of market research? You can go be on a lot of podcasts. You can go be on a lot of blogs. You can, yeah. you can go network yeah. with people, right? Yeah. You'll know if you have a good idea, if it's easy to book a show, right? If they're like, That's true. yes, I want to talk about that. Right. Um, yes. And I, because when I first, when I first started talking to people about this idea, I actually yeah. had five topics. Like, so I reach out to people and say, Hey, I've got five <laughs> things I can talk on. Here's a list of them. But everybody just kept picking this one. They kept picking this one, this, you know, this idea. Yeah. And so I just got rid of, I don't even talk about the other ones. I can't, I'd, I'd have to go back to an email to remember what they all were, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah. And, and, and it's doing, it's doing the reps on your message. It's getting out there. It's saying what you got to say and getting better and getting more comfortable and getting confident. And at the same time, you're getting content and you're becoming searchable and findable and relatable. Yes. Like all these positive things start happening. You're networking, you're making, you know, partnerships. It's just, it's all, it's all good. Right. Absolutely. And that's, and that's another great thing. Like I, people, you know, get all the time, like, well, how do I make, you know, where do I come up with the content for like TikTok videos or Instagram reels? And look, I'm not a master at this, but because I just don't, I, I mean, we do, I do video and I do these podcasts, but I'm not really a big fan of like Instagram or TikTok. But if you are, and I think you should be, because TikTok is the wild west right now. Mm-hmm. It's what 
it's what Facebook and Instagram were 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. Um, maybe not 15. I don't know how old they are, but a while ago, like it was, it was easy, right though. Yeah, it was easy yeah. to like go on Facebook and build or like LinkedIn, like yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago, it was easy to go grow on LinkedIn. And now they're all mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, what are that? What is that? They've got all their algorithms and, and everything's all algorithmed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but TikTok is not. And so yeah. to your point, yeah. Like creator, like I'll, if you come on my show, you can have the audio, the video, and all the raw, and you can just do yeah. whatever you want. Puts your show out there as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, use yeah, it all exactly. you want. Just throw my hashtag <laughs> on there for me, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, just tell them. Yeah. Just tell them where this interview is done. <laughs> yeah. Why would you know? I tr- love that. Yeah, I've tried to like be consistent on social media and going live and talking and pictures and photos and videos, and like <laughs> I just can't stick with it. Like I'm I'm busy. And, you know, I've got two young kids and a business and, but really at the end of the day, I don't have the desire, right? Like I don't have a desire to be this big (laughs) social media influencer who's, you know, posting all the time and concerned about followers and likes and comments and all this stuff. I just want people when they look me up to that, what I'm talking about matches what I'm saying and that they can say, Hey, here's this guy oh yeah, he does have the experience. He's talking to lots of people. Here's some, you know, quotes that he said. And so we could chop this up and use it. Yeah. And now, you know, doing a few interviews a month, I've got a month worth of content and, you know, I, I have somebody chop it up for me, post it. Right. Like yeah. I, people are like, oh yeah. Like, do you see this? That I put on, on here on Instagram. And I'm like, no, sorry. I haven't been on it. <laughs> I haven't looked on Instagram in like a month. <laughs> But you have got posts all over the place. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I've got someone yeah, yeah, who schedules yeah, yeah. those for me and puts it up there. And I and it's for me, it's more about um, being findable than people like following. Like, I don't want the vanity metrics, right? Like, sure. I don't. It's just, and that's my particular business, right? I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, if you want to do business with me, you're either going to show up to this masterclass or we're going to have a phone call, right? We're going to talk and. I'm going to provide you value somehow. And then we'll decide if we want to continue the relationship or not. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's a great way to do it. I think that, you know, I think social media is kind of slowly and, and it's not all the way, but, and I might be wrong about this, but it feels to me like social media, at least like the big ones, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they're more turning into like billboards, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. you're you're doing these things for branding so people can build trust and like, Billboards are all for branding. Like tip it, like when I've talked to billboard specialists, cause I've, I've done that before, um, mm-hmm. you know, billboards, it's not a good idea to put like pricing on billboards usually like, cause yeah. it's just branding. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you want people to remember you. You want when somebody's yeah. ready to buy, you want to be top of mind. Right. Right. And that's what like, and now that's what I think social media is kind of turning into like hard to like convert a lot of sales from like organic social media and posting. But to your point, when they're ready, like they know who to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are people out doing... there who are, yeah, they're really good at social media and they're live every day and they're yeah. super successful because of their efforts. But we have to understand that not, you know, it's not a one size shoe fits all. We're all yeah. different. We all have different desires and the way we, we like to live. And just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for another person. Yeah. And right. that's why we look for, you know, proven you know, tactics and strategies and things that we can use so that we can sample those quickly enough to truncate time, not get stuck in this trial and error loop and, and find what works for us as quickly as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, so what is your strategy? Um, and when you talk about like helping people, uh, get on, you know, more podcasts and things like that, what are some of the strategies that you do share? Or is that part of, well, I mean, obviously, it's part of your your uh, master class, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, 
Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, and get your digital marketing rolling. But what are some of the things that you look for, tell people to look for in, a, in an ideal podcast or like, how do, how do people find an ideal podcast for them? Uh, again, so what I do is yeah. um, I look for where the hosts are congregated, <laughs> just like our market. Like when we're looking for <laughs> to sell our product to somebody, like if I sell pizzas, I'm going to go to where people eat pizza and do that yeah. right so the same thing with hosts i'm going to go to where the hosts are hanging out right and yeah there are facebook groups and there's just groups in all the different platforms of where hosts and guests can congregate together network and socialize and um almost speed date especially right now because of so many people are working <laughs> virtually you like do this like speed dating session right and you, you yeah. start reaching out to people that way instead of because you can go to like Apple podcasts, right? And just start searching in your niche and looking for that. And then going to the website and seeing if somebody has, you know, a link to say, Hey, if you want to be on my show, click this link, fill out this application, but that takes a long time. So where can I go spend the least amount of time to get the most amount of uh, outcome? Right. And so that's what I do. I look for groups of where everybody congregates. And then I start, I just start mingling and talking and, and reaching out. You know, if you're in a group, you can DM them and say, hey, we're in the group. Yeah. I saw your stuff. I saw your podcast. I like it. You know, yeah. how long have you been doing your show? Right. Oh, I've been right, doing my show right, this right. long. That's awesome. I love your show. Well, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Right. I mean, this might sound familiar. Right. This is what I'm doing. And I'd love to yeah. talk to you about doing it together and like being on your show. Right. Yes. And that's yes, how that's yes. how we that's how we connected. I think, right? Didn't right. I like I reached out yeah. to you to DM you and I was like, hey, like Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We, yeah. Um and it was just on Facebook. And uh yeah. and that's the thing is like people think like, oh um you know, I, you know, there's like rejection or or what if they don't whatever. And you're gonna get that, I'm sure. But like most of most of the podcast hosts that I know that that I'm that I'm down with, we're pretty much down to interview whoever as long as it fits our our you know, right. our style, but, but pretty much so like, I don't reach, really research, say no to people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, but yeah. I really don't say no to people that often. Like, uh, yeah. in fact, I, you know, I've released, I've, I've done like 200 interviews. I've talked to a bunch of people and I think I've only said no, like once or twice. And that was mm-hmm. just because it was just so far out of what I was doing that it yeah. was like, uh, you, and not because of me, but because of them, like their goals were like, I want to, you know, do this thing. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I would love to interview you, but it's probably not the right you know, yeah. if you just want to spend yeah, yeah. time talking with me, you can. And then they were like, <laughs> and then they were, they said like, eh, maybe I'll look, I'll look around, which is fine. Like, yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't yeah. care. We just, I love, I love bringing people on, having a good time and, and opening people's minds, expanding them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to know the niche. You got to do the research. You got to make sure it's a right. good fit. And, and if I look at something and I'm not sure, I'm like, Hey, look at this show. I'm not a hundred percent. I reach out anyways, because yeah. It's like, I don't know. So it's close enough. And then the person will tell you. I mean, there was a one week um, last month. I reached, I remember I reached out to 14 people in one day. Um, oh, didn't wow. take long. It took me like an hour, you know, and I did yeah. this. And it two of them, maybe three, but definitely two responded and were like, thank you. This looks awesome. Um, this is not a good fit for wor- what we're doing in the show right now. Like, yeah. And that's fine like there's yeah, nothing cool. wrong yeah. with that there's right? nothing, like, yeah nothing personal it's just it's all just like this is what we're doing and yeah. to your point earlier it's good if you get that up front you know you don't want to spend a lot of time preparing for right. the podcast and yeah, going on there going and then like and you know and then weird. like this is nothing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure well that's really yeah. cool so um and i appreciate your time by the way i i want to give yeah. you some time right here as we wrap up to tell people where they can find your your master class, where they, how they can get involved, um, and what the process is like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much. Well, it's um, so my my website is goldenoctopillar.com. and okay. if you can go there, and there's a link on there that'll go to the master class. Um, you can go yeah. to goldenoctopillar.com slash movie marketing dash TTP okay. <laughs> because I wanted to make a link just for this show. So if you're listening hey, to this you. and you're interested in the masterclass, go to goldenoctopillar.com slash movie marketing dash TTP, 
right? And you go on there, okay, it'll yeah. tell you all about it. And the beautiful thing is you can register for free. So I have a way for you to, to learn this without having to put any money in. Um, I do have a VIP package in there that it'll tell you about that it's super low cost, has a ton of extra value in it. But I want people to be able to choose what works for them and not be in a position where they can't um, get to the information and the strategy. But you get in there and we talk about um, your message to the market. So we're going to dial in your message and make sure that you have something to say. We're going to talk about marketing to the masses, everything we've talked about on this show and getting on different people's platforms. We're going to talk about motivating Uh these people to move, right? And so in this, we have to create multiple offers. We have to have two strong offers. You have to have an offer to the host and you have to have an offer to the audience. Because remember, we need to give value to the host and to the show. And that's priority one. And then have an offer, what I'm doing right now, to the audience, (laughs) right? And so that, and then also um, how to maintain that momentum because it's more than just getting people aware of you and getting them into your sphere and like give, you know, them kind of starting to engage with you. We want them to become a very happy customer, right? And we want them to come out of your experience being somebody who's an advocate for your business, promoting your business. And so I get into all of that, which is really like a foundation to, um, to business itself. It's something that I started developing um, when I was I was running a sales team, a global sales team for this post-production company. And I had oh, people wow. in, in North America, in China, in India, and I had to report to um, this hedge fund every two weeks on what we were doing and the revenue projections and all this stuff. And so there was this framework that I put together that was working really well. But then I ended up teaming up with Digital Marketer. I'm sure you're familiar with Digital Marketer and those guys? Yeah. Yeah. So I teamed up with them, became a certified partner because I found that they actually have tools uh, and and frameworks that were almost the same. And I was like, oh my God, this oh. is beautiful. This is perfect. I don't have to create all this stuff. We talk about truncating time and partnering yeah. with people. So I yeah. partnered with them. So like that, within like 15 minutes, I was able to, to have this. And so we'll go into all of that of having, you know, your proper customer journey and actual metrics that you can track so that you can build your company or adjust your company so it's successful and can start predicting sales, predicting growth, and um, just put you, you know, on the fastest path possible for you in <laughs> your business, right? Because we're all different. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Well, I really appreciate it, Jeremy. I, this was great. And, uh, and I do know that um, everybody will get a lot of value from this conversation and, and if they choose to pursue further, because I mean, Thank you. it's just, it's just like when you're a small business and you're starting out, like you need to explore every Avenue, you need to be scrappy. You need to do all of these things that are kind of out of your comfort zone. If you want to be successful and, and you want to grow. So I really appreciate yeah. it. And uh, I, I'm really grateful for your time. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.